Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This is Jacqueline Novak. This is Aparna Nancharla. And we are Blue Woman Group. Today we're talking about what it's like to be depressed and have to go in to work in an office. How to survive it, how to thrive it. No, no thriving actually, but how to survive it, I'd say. How to survive and how to cope with just some of the greater irritations and stressors of office culture when you're very much in your head. And then what was the other thing we were going to do? I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, perhaps it'd be a nice time to give you folks... A little snapshot. A snapshot. Audio <laughs> postcard. An audio experience. Mm -hmm. A meditation of sorts. Yep. For you while... Sitting... At the office. Or standing at your desk. A lot of standing desks these days. Yeah. Maybe you've taken to the bathroom. Yeah, for a private moment. Or maybe you're on the small respite. Fire escape. Just breathing the air outside. Or sucking in the smoky air of a smoky smoke. Mm. Maybe you're uh, cowering in the stairwell. Yeah, just trying to avoid other people or... You know, you find yourself on a website that's uh, <laughs> a break from the routine. Maybe you're in the green of Excel. Maybe you're in the blue of Word. Maybe you're in the orange of... Fairpoint. Fairpoint. The purple of Entourage? What's Entourage? Office? No, wait, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's called Entourage. I didn't know. It's like that the one. male one. Oh, anyway, Outlook. <laughs> Entourage is something. Outlook. Producer, please Google. <laughs> um. Maybe you're staring at a screensaver. Or maybe you've zoned out and we're just staring at the wall for the last minute. Maybe there's some people there that stress you out. Yeah. They're, They're not important. Just people. They're just noise in the wind. Maybe there's some tasks that just really getting on you. Yeah, maybe there is a deadline that you do not feel capable of meeting or a phone call you don't want to make. 
It's okay. Just have a minute. Just have a minute to yourself. Maybe you're staring at a coworker's face, wondering if they're real. Maybe you're in a Aeron chair. <laughs> Your back is fully supported. Fully supported, and yet you feel hatred <laughs> for life. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe you feel. You look around. You see. You see decay. Decay and never-ending pain and despair and always being not enough. Joyless existence represented by this hellscape made of decent materials in the modern world. And yet, you still got me and Aparna. We are here to see you through your day. But we will not be giving out our addresses. Nope. That would be a liability that we're not prepared for. We're here for you, but not inappropriately. Not in a way that risks our boundaries. Or yours. Absolutely. (laughs) You're safe. You didn't sign up to see our faces either. (laughs) Maybe the room is full of ghosts who are hugging you. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts of previous employees with a grudge or simply a hankering for a hug. (laughs) Or unfinished projects doesn't even end in this life. It doesn't. Work continues. There is no end to the work day. (laughs) And you should find comfort in that, I think. It really never started or stopped. And you never finished or started anything. (laughs) Continuity is the only truth. Four legs good, two legs bad. <laughs> Work and show your nation <laughs> what it means to be industrious. That's a little joke. Just kidding, folks. <laughs> Hoping. I know it's hell in there. I know it's hell in there. But you are alive. You are alive. And that is something some people can't say. Because their mouths are rotting in the ground. They're rotting in the ground. And that is something (laughs) to keep in mind. (laughs) Keep in mind. You're not not rotting in the ground. (laughs) You are. Take a breath and know that you are not rotting. You are not... Uh, you're, you're a lot of things, but you're not rotting. Yes. You're. What else are you not doing right now that you're glad you're not doing? Or having done to you? You're not a stranger in a strange land. Everyone knows who you are. <laughs> you belong at your desk. 
<laughs> if you tried oh. to leave, people would be upset. You're likely being paid to stay where you are, even though right now you're listening to an audio meditation. Even um, if you don't lift a single finger for the rest of the day. You're not being whipped. You're not. You're not choking on a chicken bone. Hmm. You're not being asked to perform familial duties that you didn't say you were available for. You're likely not being scammed. Hmm. You don't have to change a tire. And so, that, with those... That brings you back. To take a little appreciation mm. for how fairly decent <laughs> this hell is. From the depths of functional despair, it's Blue Woman Group with Jacqueline Novak and Aparna Nancherla. We're here. We're depressed. Get used to it. (laughs) Aparna, do you feel like people can tell that you're depressed at the office? I think when... I think when you're depressed, you feel like it's very clear. And maybe for some people they are, but I think I'm very guarded about it. And usually people can't tell. Mm. I mean, I think I'll be maybe even more withdrawn, but I'm not a loud person in general. So it's Mm. not a huge difference. That's a real benefit of not being a, a, um, you know, tap dancing fool like myself. (laughs) Why? Do you feel the opposite? I can be a bit of a tap dancing fool, I think. So, so sometimes if you know, if I'm around someone who's used to seeing me being very animated, mm-hmm. then it's pretty profound difference. Yeah, um, pretty notable. But yeah, I feel like even like in in the office I worked in, I established pretty early on um, a silent <laughs> a silent yeah. persona, um, so that. I could hide under the cover of that mm. um, versus show them what my ceiling totally. was of, you know, and don't give me, I, I didn't want to overpromise on personality. Right. By no, that makes delighting sense to me. Even once. But I even notice it because I am sort of very more guarded and aware of like how I'm behaving. I think I notice it more in other people. So mm. because I'm in an open office, like I'll, I'll be very aware of like, oh, this person talked more today or this person talked less today. Mm, Because you're noting your own too? Or Mm -hmm. like you're checking for their depression? (laughs) Constant diagnosis? Maybe like just because you're always sizing yourself up compared to those around you. So since I'm a high self-monitor, I am sort of constantly manipulating it in comparison to people around me. Right. But at the same time, I find it very hard to 
work divorced mm-hmm. from my mood. A friend of mine worked at some kind of big corporate office, mm-hmm. and they told her that everyone had to be, quote, sunny and stable. Yeah. That was the corporate mandate. What? All employees. <laughs> all the time, all day long, sunny and stable. I mean, that feels like maybe okay as like a customer service credo. Yes. But not like an overall No, not people, yeah, not people doing work with each other in the setting of no. an office. Like 24 hours yeah. a day. That's, I mean, that is what gives me primary primary anxiety about an office is is the idea of having to perform Constantly. A, a mood. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're all, I feel like if you're human, you're performing yes. constantly. But to be issued a decree <laughs> that is like, like stable implies that they're like, no crazies. Yes. You know? And when you know you are <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it feels like no thanks. You're in an office these days. I am. I'm not in an office right now. I have been in the past. Um, and it was it was really hard for me, even though it was a really easy, nice, comfortable office with good hours, all that stuff. I know. That's how I feel about my office now. Like, everyone is laid back for the environment that it is. The stress level could be 10 times higher easily, yeah. and it's not. And everyone is very pleasant. And then I'm like, if you still need to perform dysfunction within <laughs> this, like, what is your... Issue. Well, it's it's at least you know two points for the depression in ter- <laughs> in terms of sort of the depression proving itself to be real um, or or not not Capable real but yeah yeah to perform in any environment robust yeah 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 exactly because <laughs> uh, it's when when the environment itself is incredibly stressful yeah you know the, it's almost easier yeah it's everyone's stressed and it's not this internal private stress. But when it is a really nice, it's it's the same thing as the sunny day. Yeah, the depression feels more, you know, um, the stark relief. Right. And my hours were eh, like ten to six or something like right. that, which is pretty pretty reasonable. That's, that's eight hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was you know ten is not so bad. Um, no. And I could wear whatever I want. You know, mm-hmm. I was an ad- advertising agency working as a copywriter, and so as like. One of the creatives on the creative side, <laughs> I like we could like do whatever, yeah. and as long, as long as we got our work done, um, yeah. And even so, just having to show up was really hard. I think you're right. It's something about depression is malleable in that any like whatever constraints you give it, it finds a way to manifest. <laughs> yes. That's it's like, very oh, you true. Can wear whatever you want. I'm gonna make it like really hard for you to pick out an outfit in the morning. Yes, like exactly. Oh, like you don't have to be in till ten. Well, then I'm. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, then I won't get until eleven thirty, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. was my regular oh, no. for a really long time. <sighs> I, I I was like a significant, like an hour and a half late. <laughs> but you were also saying. That you are one of their best, like, performers, maybe yes. not best employee on right. paper, but, like, in terms of, cr- like, yes. actually creating content, you were, like, doing well, which is yes. 
why they were gave you more leeway. Yeah, absolutely. It was a real, you know, Don Draper situation. You know, me, <laughs> me boozing and taking naps on the day on the day bed. And, uh, and I'm sure there were people there who hated you. I know it would have been it would have been a lot better if it were institutionalized like it was in um in Mad Men. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was no there was no it was a cubicle in a big open room. Yeah, people were pretty all right with me. I mean, I showed up late, but I always got my stuff done. Right, but because I was in such a state at the mm-hmm. time and and really struggling, I. I felt afraid of disappointing everyone around me at any yeah. time. So I was so, it's like, you know, it's it's this weird feeling where you feel you're so disoriented that you're sure that you're constantly screwing up at right. any given moment in ways that you're not even aware of. Yeah. So that's like, so I would just assume that everyone was mad at me all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, my coworkers who don't, who were not really affected by me right. being late, um, you know, it was like I was scared to interact with anyone because I was always ready to, you know, I, I thought they all hated me. Yeah. They really didn't care, you right. know. Um, you're like creating stories. Yeah. Yeah. That and, you're then reacting to. I feel like that is part of depression and anxiety. The, yeah. The office is probably like the most challenging thing, I think, yeah. if you're depressed. Because you're basically being asked to perform in a structure that very much relies on the opposite of a depressed person. Right. <laughs> Stable mood, good attitude, um, very like um, checking off all the boxes. Yes. <laughs> Not, you know, questioning everything. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence. Taking action. Good hygiene. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to come in, you know, with sopping wet hair every day, which it's taken me years <laughs> to even realize that some people think like soaking wet hair is not like that's not someone who is ready. I literally like I'm barely realizing that now based on some reactions I get to me. Like soaking wet hair is just like, yeah, I took a shower. Like yeah, you should be impressed. You're fresh. You should be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then like a messy, oily bun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. And I always dressed like a slob, which was allowed because because it was right. a creative. That was a, that was a big help. I found getting there challenging. I would yeah. take taxis. Right, to get there on, on time. <laughs> yeah. I find it hard to believe that no anyone is doesn't feel some degree of fatalism working in an yeah. office, but I would also be <laughs> I would be okay with knowing that some people don't. I right. just whenever I enter an office building, I immediately feel at least a small sense of despair. <laughs> like I, I, I like yeah. independent of my mood. Yes. Just the yes. very environment I find like suffocating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that that I really struggled with when um I was at that job was when they would talk about something that was going to happen at the job like a year in the future. Yeah. Um, part of that was because I wanted to be doing like <laughs> stand-up comedy or whatever, and I didn't want to be at this job forever. But they'd be like, well, when we do the campaign, the Christmas campaign next Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, like next Christmas? Like how can these people stand to even talk about next Christmas? Like the fact that not everyone wanted out immediately right seemed insane to me and then the other thing that the that on that related note was that 
you know, you know how like one over infinity, like basically equals zero? Yeah. So <laughs> it was like at the end of a day, right. you've accomplished one day, but if your job is going to go on forever and you're going to keep coming to this place, yeah, it's basically like one day out of infinity days. Right. So therefore, you've achieved zero days. <laughs> like, right. you're not counting down. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's, I don't know if anyone gets through any job that they believe they're going to be at forever right. or, or be at for as long as whatever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, unless it's like, like, I don't know how you show up to an office knowing that you're going to be in that office five years from then. I know. It's. I mean, I guess if you love your job. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people seem to like office life. I remember there were people who just hung around um, <laughs> after hours. You know what I mean? They just stayed. That's unreal to And me. I was like six o'clock. And, you know, six was the time that I was told my hours were, like, in the contract. So I was, like, hop- I, like, hopped up to leave and, like, sort of got in trouble because, like, some campaign was not finished. And I just, But my dad explicitly told me mm. that, no, you leave. You leave at six. And then he told me the story about my grandfather, who, who ultimately was, like, head of an ad agency and was— right. He would, if there was a meeting going on, like even, and he was in it at 5 p.m., let's say. I love it. He would, he would ask to go, to, he, would, he would go to the bathroom and then just leave. <laughs> That's he, what you should do. And he was like president of the agency. <laughs> <laughs> and that always gave me a lot of comfort. Yeah. That's the interesting part in offices is like any slight break you have becomes like hyper important. Yeah. Do you take um, any bathroom breaks, like, for private time? For mental time? reasons? Yeah. I, I, I so. recommend it. If I'm, like, really stressed out, I will. Yeah. Like, I'll just need to, like, go stand in a stall. Yeah. Now, do you stand? <laughs> and, then I, I'm like, and then I'm like, are my feet standing in a way that would be disturbing to someone? Yes. <laughs> are they facing, like, dead right or left? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, like, really creepy somehow. Or, or like... The wall, like you're in yes. a urinal. Yes. Yeah, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Just staring? Just well, staring so you always stand when you're taking private time in a stall? No, not always. Like if... Like sometimes if I have to like pee anyway, I'll just sit down and then just and linger. Then stay. <laughs> now, this is like my favorite activity is like peeing and then just staying. Just staying with, in the, yeah. with my pants down. Like, yeah. Like is incredibly comforting. Like, and it's not, <laughs> it's also not gross because you're blending into the environment. Yeah. Because if they were pulled up, then it would be like, what are, are you just sitting on the toilet? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, because sitting is essential, but you don't want to sit down the outside of your pants onto a seat, no. soak up a couple droplets That's of urine, w- and then head back. It's way grosser than your naked thigh against someone else's urine. <laughs> it's weird because, like, Some the thigh. Don't sit. Oh, I know. They hover. And, and, they, and they're creating a war zone for yes. everyone else. <laughs> It's it's the ultimate selfish act. <laughs> I yeah, I would um I would sort of I found comfort in in it being kind of dark in those bathrooms. Like right. like they weren't super bright and something about that was mm. really comforting to me. I have that now even when I go and I do work at the library. I sit at the yeah. library during the day. I love the bathroom there with the stalls. I go to one of the ones on the end and I linger yeah. there. 
<laughs> I linger. And it's kind of like dark. Yeah. Like a buzzing, broken, fluorescent light yeah. in a bathroom is like my dream. <laughs> really? Yeah. That it's just, buzzing is so, oof. I mean, the sound, yeah, the sound is bad. But if it's created darkness. Sure. I, I just, I feel so hidden. Mm. And it's. And it's really comforting. I almost, I remember at the bathroom at the ad agency, I really felt like I wanted to pull like a couple sheets of toilet paper off and, and sort of like rest them on top of my shoulder like a blanket. Yeah. Like get into this mindset, like I live in here and this is my my small apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. It is like, in terms of an office with where you're like, what is public space? What is private space? Especially if you're in an open office Literally, the only private space you have is the bathroom. Yeah. You have to have your pants around your ankles <laughs> to feel safe in the office. <laughs> That's a real problem. I think I've worked in a few offices where the bathroom was an individual. Like Just one door? One, one door. See, that's a lot of pressure. It's a dream, but it's also yes, a nightmare. Because, because then someone, someone else. Yeah. Yeah, waiting out. I mean, when someone else, there's a weird thing. When someone else would come in, like some mm. some real woman in my, <laughs> my estimation, some clumping I exactly heels. exactly what you meant. Like clump, 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 you clump, know? clump, clump, Like coming in just fiercely to like fierce. prof- pee professionally. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like, like a, it's like a fierce corporate stream. And then like, and then like, like zipping up. There's like a great <laughs> ROI on it. <laughs> yeah, there's not anything squandered. Um, it's like meeting the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like flushing and, you know, and then and hearing. done. Like, done. Like no oh, need no, to ling- no lingering. I'm like, really? You didn't consider this yeah. a small vacation? Yes. There's no <laughs> sense of, it's almost like. Do these people not? Do these people feel that they don't exist when they're alone? Like, I, it's almost <laughs> like I think I only exist when I'm alone, know. and I disappear around the others. Yeah, and it's like there that which then makes you feel like a ghost. Yes, and and there's a weird safety. It's dangerous, but safe because they're most probably not going to speak to you in that situation. It would no. take a lot for them to be like. Jacqueline, is that you? Are those are those your dirty shoes that I'm familiar with? Like tapping on the ground. Like I always find it embarrassing when when the pant like the pants are visibly like clenched around the ankles. I don't yeah. know. Like there's like something embarrassing about that. Yeah, I find. I also have you had the thing where you're like in the bathroom, maybe having like just like private time or like an emotional <laughs> moment and then like two people come in talking to each other. Oh my God. I've seen that happen in movies. Because then you already, <laughs> horrible. you already feel like you're the intruder. Yes. Even though you were there first because they're having some kind of a conversation and then if they notice you're there, they have to like censor based on the presence of another party. Yeah, it's like it's, you're like this owl like and you on a branch. Just, and then you're trapped and you can't leave Without having to expose yourself to them. <laughs> yes, and it's weird to stay beyond the amount of time that they yes. like they came in and left. Yeah. The reason I say owl on a branch is it's like two people met in the woods to have a conversation about a crime. <laughs> right. And you're just like <laughs> And they're like, Is there an owl up there watching? And you're and you're like <laughs> you have to like in some way communicate that you're non threatening. <laughs> yes. Which I've done before by mm. um Blowing my nose a lot. Yeah, I was going to say coughs. <laughs> Coughing. Like trying to be like, I'm sick and I'm yes. in here working through something in my throat. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm always trying to make it about sinuses 
as a as a it's not um, like you're gonna like make a production about the other end of <laughs> yeah, your yeah, body. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had that confidence. I know. Um yeah, I'm like always trying to make it seem that I'm just blowing my nose yeah. in here like uh, for a long time. <laughs> even I'll even like I'll even lift up and drop the old uh metal oh, trash yeah. can. Just create a little period <laughs> yeah. period base. A little you know, period oh, I've drama. Just unwrapped, I've just unwrapped a tampon and thrown yeah. a wrapper in there. Everything is according to plan in here. <laughs> yeah, a real uh, create a real audio play of <laughs> lengthy but n- normal Reasons. Yeah, rustle around in the bag, looking for a looking for a, a well, tampon. Well, now I've noticed people also will be on the phone in the bathroom, which is very yeah. You strange. think they're just cursing to themselves over their bowel situation, and then and then you hear them call call someone, you know, Jonas or whatever, <laughs> and you realize they're on the phone. But yeah, the bathroom safe space, primary safe space for an office depressive. I think I've cried at work before. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But, like, in the bathroom. Yeah. Maybe at my desk, but, like, you know, disguised. Yeah. It's pretty easy at the desk. Yeah. If everyone's staring at their computer screen. Yeah, you can sort of subtly squeeze out a tear here squeeze and Squeeze out a tear and just kind of <laughs> pretend to rub your nose or something and yeah. catch it on your sleeve. Letting nose blowing is in my yeah. repertoire. Yeah. Um, and just somehow the tissue is kind of... Flying up towards your eyeballs yeah. while you're blowing. But it has made me like break down emotion in a very specific mm. way where you're like, what is causing the crying impulse? Can I halt it at this oh, time? Yeah, you know, yeah. just to like, like if you have to pee really bad, like if you can hold it, like the same thing with a tear to be like, can I keep it yes. in the eye until yes. I get to the bathroom? <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's really annoying that we have this thing happen with emotions that literally a physiological like yeah. reaction. Something comes flying out of the body. Like it, it's 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 so crazy. Well, some people feel that way about blushing, and it's like mm. I think if you you know, yeah. or have darker skin tone, yeah. you don't even think about it. But apparently it's like a real problem that some people involuntarily blush and they find it like socially like yeah. uh demoralizing. Yeah. That they're 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 it's revealed. Body gives a reaction before they've really yes. signed, signed up for it. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. Cause then everyone's like, Ooh, or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Have you ever blushed like where you feel Literally the hot blushed. cheeks. I've never blushed. I can't. <laughs> no, but but like heat <laughs> oh, in the cheeks. The heat in the cheeks. Yeah. Yes. Just that. I'm not saying that anyone like else saw it over here. Embarrassment. Like that feeling of embarrassment. No, where, I mean literally. Like okay. Like like blood must go to your cheeks whether or not other people can see it or not. Right. Right. So. But when does that usually happen? When you're embarrassed? Yeah, like yeah, shame. Yeah. Yeah. Like true hot cheek embarrassment. Like. Because a couple times, I don't, like, blush all the time. Yeah. But a couple times, once, like, after, like, a first kiss, like, yeah, in college, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. in high school, I it sounded like, I mean, I when mean, I was seven, because, uh, like, honestly, I had boyfriends early, <laughs> um, I felt, like, p- 
pins, like pins on my cheeks, like hot cheeks. Oof. It was like crazy. I couldn't believe it. Like it was such a physiological thing. It was like yeah. 100%. See, I don't blush. think I've got, I don't think I've had one of those reactions since like, maybe like one of the first like bad bombs I've had on oh stage. God. But like, <laughs> other than that, it, it's probably like real embarrassment has been from like grades, like middle school or high school. Yeah, yeah. Like some social situation. But yeah. As an adult, I think it's mainly around comedy. Yeah. I feel like maybe playing a game like like oh, Pictionary yeah. or something, literally like totally. Or like screwing something up in that oh, setting. Yeah. Like yeah. at a party literally could cause blushing. But crying at work, you were saying that you do it. I'm trying to think if I cried much at that job. Sometimes when you're really depressed, you're past the point of crying. You're just like yeah, that's it's a like your emotions are grayed out. That's a huge point. Yeah. I find it more like if I'm just in a sort of temporary funk or like very stressed out, I'll be more prone to cry. But if I'm actually seriously depressed, I I won't even have the impulse to cry. Yeah. I'll just be like in a numb, yeah, checked out state. Parna, do you have any quick tips on uh managing depression? Yeah, at the office. At the office. I I feel like I can't dive too deep into my mood at the office. Like, I almost have to, like, slightly skirt above it. And, Mm. like, I can't engage too much with, like, are you feeling sad? Like, why are you feeling sad? Like, let's hash this out because then I get into, like, rabbit holes. Yes. So if I just sort of, like, am, like, okay, I noticed that I'm feeling, like, bummed out today or something, I just, like, kind of, like, note it and then, like, sort of, like, put it in a corner. And then I'm just, like... Now just check off all the boxes and then we'll come back to the corner like, you know, maybe one more time during the day or like at the end of the day. And yeah, it's like you, it's almost like once you open the box, it it spills everywhere. Yes. Well, you know, I wonder because like I'll like G-chat you or something while you're at work or or whatever. And it's like me being like, hey, want to talk about your feelings? Like want to really get into it here? (laughs) It's like not necessarily what you need at any given moment. Like sometimes you need to like unload or something. I I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying you, but the general you. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it can be helpful at work, honestly, to like send a little text. Yeah. To feel like you have a lifeline. Right. Um, But yeah, sometimes you just have to... Power through, I power guess. Through, power through and, like, dissociate. Yeah. Like, I remember once reading in a, like, I think it was this book, Undoing Depression. Um, I think it was that one. He was, like, most depressed people, you know, could stand to learn to dissociate a little more. Yeah. And it's, like, dissociation is usually looked at as, you know, in its extreme. Like avoidance. Yeah. And, like, and like a pro, you know, you know, very dangerous. Like, the most extreme form is, like, um, oh, sch- you know. Psychosis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a little touch of it. Being able to like, switch the channels well, and yeah. put something in a corner. I mean, isn't it that idea that it's like the happiest people are all slightly delusional? Yeah. And it's like depressives are obsessed with living in extreme reality. Yes. And it's like, why do you need to do that all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's clearly not working for you at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird commitment to <laughs> like, the what you see as the facts. Yeah. Um. So I think it is. There's like a. I honestly think like really functional, <laughs> achievement-driven people are like slightly dissociating at all times. Yeah. Or they're not honing in on you know the things that that are stumbling blocks for a lot of other people. Yeah. 
Like if something goes wrong, like the person who's sort of like dissecting it and picking it apart is not as far ahead as the person who's like maybe continually messing up, but just like still just keeps going. Yeah, it'd be nice to develop that kind of like exterior <laughs> uh, mobile person. Yeah. Sometimes having a second little thing going on, mm. um, yeah, maybe secretly or whatever, can be kind of comforting. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, for me, I guess, like when I was working at that agency, I'd have a separate document that I could write jokes in oh, if they totally. came to me. Yeah. And that was just sort of like this other thing that gave me a feeling of, I don't know, it just... It's like a lifeline outside of outside of your immediate environment. Yeah, and um, like a sense of more, you know. And that in that case, I wanted to be doing stand up and not be working at an ad agency. But you know, even if it was something else, like something else personally that you're interested in, like yeah, I bet keeping a website open with you know IKEA and like looking at the latest coffee tables like no, could, could really serve a lot of people. I've noticed that like coworkers will do that where yeah. it's like you know they're like on a shopping website yeah. and I won't be like oh they're like procrastinating I'll be like oh that's like their happy place. Yes, exactly. I don't think that's bad. I think that's like mandatory. Yes, I think <laughs> it's really important to allow people to go zipping around the web where they please because <laughs> yeah. it's basically like the web is your mind like yeah. you're staring at a screen and it's like just like an extension of your like, brain. You can only stay in this Excel yeah. spreadsheet. You're not allowed to think about torture. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The fear of like, I, I think you should be able to go wherever you please, like mm-hmm. on the internet and um, <laughs> use it for comfort. Um, and I remember partly because of this, I demanded that I, at my job, and I think all people, particularly suffering with depression, should demand this. Um, those wings that go on the sides of your computer screen. Um, oh, I've never. They're like dark and they have them for the graphic designers because the graphic designers need like. Certain light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No no light glaring on their screen. Yeah. So then I requested them for me, even yeah. though I was a mere copywriter <laughs> only using Word. And I said, you know, to help me with my focus issues or something yeah. or whatever, you know. And Do you get them? I got them. And what so did you So I just created make? a wall around myself, But basically. did it help? I mean, I felt much freer to go to go on websites that I felt like going on. <laughs> it was like I created a provi- private office. I just like put a barricade around myself. That reminds me of a Gilmore Girls story arc where <laughs> where Rory works at her college newspaper and her yes. best friend is like this type A control freak and she becomes the editor in chief and then she like gets really like power hungry <laughs> and becomes kind of a tyrant and then basically created her own like little hovel in their open office and it's oh like God. He, like people could only come in if they knocked but it was just like made out of cardboard and stuff and she had like you know squir- squirreled herself away but it is like it does create a sense of power <laughs> yes. to like have your own little space they should make fort fort materials available for all <laughs> workers like just one you know serious ceiling hook Right above your desk, <laughs> oh, yeah. you can hang whatever like just sheet, like a teepee style te- with a the tent. Sheet. Yes, yeah, right. Just around like a containment tent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. I mean, remember when I was telling you once I had a fantasy of us roaming around the city inside mm. a large turtle shell, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just people having to deal with it. Like <laughs> this is how we journey through our day. Like you don't get to see us. And we're we in a large, you. soft turtle shell. <laughs> we get to talk to each other. <laughs> no one else. Okay. Great. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. 
Blue Woman Group is a production of Midroll Media, produced by Stephen Valentino and recorded at Argo Studios by Paul Ruiz. Special thanks to Greta Cohn and Low Serotonin. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Oh, donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.